Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm a 90s hip hop obsessed, exclamation point loving mother to two boys. I'm a wife and a passionate digital designer. I spend my days doing what I love, which is helping women make money with WordPress, whether that's by designing and developing custom websites or helping teach women how to build their own thriving development studio. I'm here to share with you everything I know, all of the mistakes I've made so that you can take the shortcut to achieving your own version of success. To download my free guide to building your dream life, marketing your services, and booking dreamy high-paying clients as a designer, head to womenwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie. You are listening to Women Wealth WordPress. Hi, Kate. Hello. Lovely to be here. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat to you about all things SEO. Well, we're such geeks. We can geek out together. <laughs> totally. Awesome. So let's just start with the basics. Can you just give a brief rundown? I feel like most people listening to this are going to be pretty familiar with these terms, but let's just give an overview for those who are starting and those who have yet to dive into this side of web dev. Can you just tell us what is SEO? SEO stands for search engine optimization, and it's the art of making Google fall in love with your website. A combination of ensuring the technical bits and bobs are okay in terms of where your site is hosted, what platform you're using WordPress, how (laughs) responsive the site is, how fast the site is, and then keywords and content, what words are you using on your pages? And then finally, off-site bits and bobs, such as linking back to your site and building brand awareness. So it's a combination of a lot of different tactics. The goal of it is, of course, to drive more relevant traffic to your site that's going to convert. So that's why we Mm. do SEO. I love that how you say about relevant and that's going to convert. And I always say this to my clients, if you're going to spend money on anything, it's my favorite thing to spend money on because it has a long-term effect. So you can do it really well once and you can see those ripples for a long time. So obviously if it's ongoing, that's better, but it's something that unlike social media, when you stop, those leads stop. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like ads as well. You pay money, you get your click, but as soon as you stop, it goes away. Whereas SEO takes longer to get going. Mm -hmm. It's not as speedy as paid ads, but as you said, it lasts the test of time. I've got a couple of posts on my old copywriting site that still consistently deliver about 4,000 unique visitors a month. Wow. And I I wrote one of them 12 years ago. Yeah, so there you go. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And so that's a testament to your site authority and everything else that you've done around not just that post, too. And also, how you said about converting with an ad, someone might have never heard of you before and they might go, Oh, that's interesting, great, but it's not the right time for me to buy. Whereas if they're searching for something, it's that's what they want. Yeah, that's it. They say that 70% of all transactions, business, B2B, B2C, basically all transactions, whether they're e-commerce or service-based, start with a Google search. That's huge. So those yeah. people are so much further down the path to conversion. Yeah. They, they, and they're going to type in exactly what they want. And if they don't Mm. find it, they're just going to keep adding keywords until they get the result that they want. And therefore they're going to convert. Yeah. Or they find a website that looks good to them when they land on it and ticks all those boxes as well. So that's important when you get there as well. It has to be optimized and have a great brand and all of those things. Okay, cool. Thank you. That's really good overview. Do you think it's critical that every web dev have knowledge of this? And why would you say so? Yeah, absolutely. Because just as I would expect a copywriter to have knowledge of this, you can't say, oh, I build websites, but I don't do SEO. Because 
if you have a website that's not findable on Google, it's pretty much not findable on the internet. The internet yeah. is Google. 95% market share in Australia, I think 86 worldwide. So yeah, if someone huge. types your brand name or what you do into Google and your site isn't coming up, you're invisible. It's a glorified business card. You're only going to physically get people there by sending them direct emails or hoping that they click on an Instagram picture. And we know that traffic from Instagram and Facebook isn't as strong. I think you absolutely do. And I think the reason a lot of web devs shy away from it is they think that it's beyond their capability, but it really isn't. It's we're, gonna, we're going to talk about that today um, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's mystical. It has this, this reputation of being this like dark art. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's a big myth that we bust on the course that there yeah. is no secret juju. There yeah. is nothing that I teach that isn't freely available on the internet or yeah. actually freely available from Google themselves. They tell us what to do. It's just most of us don't listen and don't do it. And there is absolutely a process. There is absolutely a priority list, but there isn't a secret. I don't, there's nothing there's I no know that, yeah. yeah, that I don't tell people on the courses or whatever. There's no, mm. it's not a dark art. Anyone can learn yeah. it. Yeah, totally. And I think if you're going out as a web dev and you're wanting to build a business that's sustainable and that's going to make you money, if you're not offering SEO as part of your service, I just don't think you can charge a good amount for what you're doing and you can't really position yourself as an expert, even stand up to your clients and just say, I know what I'm doing. If you just don't have that knowledge, I yeah, think, because it's I so agree. critical. I actually think mm. there's an ethical question there as well. Yeah. Is it actually morally sound to build someone a website when they probably don't understand what SEO is yeah. and how Google works that isn't going to rank like mm. it's actually ethically a little bit dodgy to do that so uh, yeah. yeah I think it's behooven behooven is my favorite word at the moment behooven <laughs> of the WordPress developer to articulate that to the client and explain these are the things I'm going to have to do to make your site SEO friendly yeah. now of course if the client says hey I don't want to pay for that I don't want you to install that plugin or to do that. I just want a business card site. Mm -hmm. You can go back to them and say, just making it very clear. If I don't do this, you'll find it very hard to rank in Google. If you're happy mm -hmm. with that, that is your decision. But just yep. making the client aware, there's a bit of education needed there. I agree with that. And also in terms of like when, when you build the website and not even in terms of paying, but things like clients wanting an Instagram feed and having to discuss with them, okay, but that might slow down your site, which might have impacts on your SEO. Exactly. Or they want a big slider at the top of their website with five carousels and giant photos and educating them as to why that's important. So I had a client recently and they were an architecture firm and they were quite concerned with their images, losing some of, I guess, the gloss that they'd given me. They'd given me five kilobyte photos, I think, and I'd compressed them. And they were like, we can't have them this small. And to me, I couldn't see a difference. It's only because they were familiar with it. And I really had to explain to them, like, we can, I can revert them. I can give you giant photos, but it's going to slow down your site. And one of your key concerns was organic traffic. So we really need to decide this trade-off and potentially we can do less of a compression, but these are the things you need to talk, talk through and they just don't have that knowledge. So it's really important to be able to talk them through the process and why you've made certain decisions, I think. Okay, so what are some common mistakes that you see web devs making or you talk to a web dev or even a copywriter and you go to their website and what are some like key issues that are glaringly obvious that you see time and time again? In terms of service delivery, I think it's there's a couple of things. Do you mean like technical issues on their site or how they sell their SEO services? services or website services? I think if both would be helpful okay. to know. If we start with how you put your website services out there, I think talking about having an SEO package is a really dumb idea. Yeah. You know, SEO is part of the site. You don't build a... <laughs> it, 
it's just part it's of like life. An it's not a yeah. separate thing. And saying stuff like we'll install Yoast, whoop do yeah. it takes three <laughs> seconds to install Yoast. It's not about that. It's about enabling and disabling sitemaps. It's about mm. adding the, the titles and the metas and allowing time for that. If you are the web dev, you're probably going to be doing that. You shouldn't be writing them. The copywriter should or the client should mm. provide, but you're going to be putting them in. But installing Yoast is not SEO. Yes. Yeah. You've also got to think about caching. You've got to think about backups and security because if yeah. the site goes down, that's a major so flag important. to Google. Yeah. You've got to think about image compression, like you just talked, and installing WP Smush or similar. You've got to think about minifying your CSS and JavaScript mm. files. You've really got to that's SEO. It's the whole shebang. But it's yeah, even yeah, more totally. than that. With the core Web Vitals update coming out, it's really thinking about the themes you pick. There's a big issues now around cumulative layout shift. And yeah, that's a big one. First input delay and thinking about how you load elements into the page. And as you said, pushing back on the client and saying, look, I can make this wiggle and jiggle. But mm. this is the cost and saying things like, I'm not going to embed a video. I'm not going to put a video on your homepage. I'm going to embed it from YouTube. Yeah. And even then there's going to be a gonna host it on the side. Yeah. yeah. And talking to them about pop-ups, talking to them about security. You need to be across all these things because the mm. client isn't. Yeah. And what will happen is they'll, they'll come and do a course yeah. like mine and I will <laughs> look at their site and I'll say, wow. Your WordPress developer hasn't even done the basics. Yeah. And then they're going to go back and think, gosh, I paid five grand for this site. And I thought that they would do the best that they could, but they didn't. And they didn't explain to me what they were and weren't doing. As I said, it's fine not to do those things if the client doesn't want to pay for them, but they should be integral. It shouldn't be an add-on. It shouldn't be like, I built your site and here's our SEO upgrade. No. Totally. SEO starts from how you even architect the site, the hosting you choose, the domain you pick, and the theme that you use. It's everything. So that's my biggest mistake that I see. It's a litany of mistakes. And I think that's super common, I guess, in terms of so many web devs being self-taught and you make mistakes along the way, but could it be at the client's expense that you make those mistakes? So like really taking the time to do a great course or to work with a mentor or to work in an agency where they've got all of those plugins and themes and stuff that they use that are like tried and tested and I think themes is a really big one I think there's a really big undercurrent of people buying themes of like theme forest or creative market and just going yeah cool this looks great changing all the photos changing all the text and going here's your website but those themes aren't maintained to the security and technological standards that proper theme developers are like something like Generate Press where it's like that's all they do you pay an ongoing subscription and I'm a big fan of paying ongoing subscriptions because it allows them to keep up to date which when you've got so many plugins like 20 plugins on a website and a theme and all of these things working together they need to be up to date or you're going to have issues down the track yeah I think it's if you are a WordPress developer listen I assume that's your target audience yeah it's a couple of things isn't it it's having a source of truth someone like yourself who can be a bit of a mentor and guide you through the process but I'd say 95% of people who've taken my SEO friendly WordPress course are actually WordPress developers who have been offering services for a long time they just wanted some affirmation that they were doing things the right way. And that's a big issue. The other thing I think that big mistake I see WordPress developers making is not really getting their maintenance packages worked out Mm -hmm. because most people are not capable of looking after their own WordPress site. Um, and, if and they, they just don't get why you need to. But this is it. 
people think, oh, WordPress is free. I don't have to pay for it. And mm. of course, that's fine. Just up- updating the wrong plugin and everything breaks and you've got to roll yeah. it back. It doesn't have to be much. You could start with a maintenance package for your clients of $50 a month and just yeah. say, I will take care of all backups. I will ensure the site is secure. I will update yeah. all your plugins. I will update your WordPress version. I'll make sure your theme is working. Mm. That doesn't take you that long. And there are tools that will help you Because you know what that. to look for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. But mm. I think that kind of, okay, there's your site. Bye. That approach leaves a lot of people in the lurch and being able totally. to come back, I think is really important. Oh, and one other big mistake. I think I'm really not a fan of WordPress developers who buy the domain for their clients. It's I like totally the number one no-no. Yeah. It's such a risk to the business to not own your own domain. Mm-hmm. And I, I have had clients come to me who've worked with other developers and it's gone sideways, which is so common. Like you said, people will build a website and then say bye and then leave you to it. So yeah, I have a lot of clients who have had bad issues with people in the past and they come to me and I had one client who had to pay $2,000 to have her domain released from her previous developer so it's such a huge risk I know for a lot of clients some of the stuff is overwhelming so I have clients come to me and they go oh do you take care of all of the technical stuff and I'm like I take care of all the technical stuff but you need to own your domain and I kind of them to where to buy it and all of that stuff and hosting yeah I do hosting and I do maintenance and stuff but I also make sure that they have like backups so they always have a copy of their own website they can transfer it like I always think of (laughs) so morbid but what if something happens to me like things change people want to move on you shouldn't be holding your clients hostage totally that's ethical WordPress behavior so glad that you have those attitudes as well we need to spread those around as much as we can agree (laughs) yeah and it's it's best for the client and it's also best for you because if you do a great job like people are going to sing your praises when they know someone who needs a website they're going to share your name so it's, it doesn't help anyone to be sneaky and no, withholding no. and <laughs> yeah yeah Okay, cool. So I think, as you mentioned, you shouldn't have an SEO package when you're building a website. But in terms of like SEO skills, how do you think that can help grow a web dev business in the long term? Yeah, I think it justifies your cost. It shows the value. If you just go to someone and say it's a 5k website, great, whatever. But if you Mm. say this is what you get, you also get, you don't need to go through your specific ins and outs, but you say you're going to have security, I'm going to have backups, we're going to give you a theme that's right up to date. That helps you justify your cost and makes people understand the true value of what they're getting. And then, as I said, I think maintenance packages are just a great two-way help. They help you have recurring Mm. income and they help the client feel secure and they can be graded. You can have a low cost one that's just updates. You can have a mid-level one that you get an hour of help a month. You can have a premium one where they get two or three hours a month to update and change things. Yeah. I think beyond that, you have to decide whether you want to be a WordPress developer or an SEO consultant. Mm. So, you know, doing keyword research, writing SEO writing content, building backlinks, that's hard work and especially Mm. the backlink thing is very difficult very tricky and hard to do yeah is that something you really want to offer because then you're really straying away from being a wordpress developer and into being an seo consultant and that can be challenging especially around getting people to pay because people want to see results and if people pay for a website they get a website if people pay for seo they don't automatically get a great ranking and lots of traffic it's a bit more complex than that Mm. Yeah. And you need to be doing those reports and you need to be checking in monthly and all of those things. And it can be quite hard when you have, yeah, projects as well to maintain both sides. 
Yeah. Yeah. So do you recommend that a web dev would like partner with an SEO specialist and have someone to refer back and forwards to? I think it's a really good idea for a web dev to have a partnership with at least a couple of, you can have a polygamous relationship with a few Mm. SEO copywriters. (laughs) Yeah. So that when the client comes to you with no title tags or metas, no decent Mm. copy, you can. No copy. That's a big issue. (laughs) Yeah. You can say, hey, look, I can put this copy in, but it's probably a good idea that you pass it by an SEO copywriter. In Mm. terms of what happens after the site is built, Yes, if you had an SEO consultant that you could refer them on to, obviously you could also refer them to my course, The Recipe mm-hmm. for SEO Success, because most people can't afford to pay for a good SEO consultant. A good SEO yeah. consultant is about $2,000 a month, yeah. and most people just do not have the budget for that. Yeah. Even though they could make great budget back, it's that upfront cost mm. that just is hard, because it does take three yeah. to six months to really see a difference. So that's yeah. a fair amount of money to lay out when you're not certain you're going to get the return because SEO consultants should not offer guarantees because nothing mm. is guaranteed. Yeah, that's the thing. It's everyone's trying to do the same thing. And when clients come to me, I've just launched their website and they're like, I just searched for my business name and I can't see it. And I'm like, yeah, like. <laughs> the site's been you know, there for two and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That comes back to that education piece. But yeah, it is something that takes time. And even having all of those basics in place, you have to make sure that you submit the sitemap to search engines and Google and Bing and all of those things. But yeah, it's, it is a long haul, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. It's a big investment. SEO is mm. for life, not just for Christmas. But it all starts with the foundations. It all starts with a yeah. really good website. In my big course, the first thing we do in week two is we audit our own sites and we look at all the issues. And that's when all this stuff comes up because there is no point doing any of the other stuff, the keyword research, the copy, the backlinks, content marketing, if your site is fundamentally flawed. Mm. You'll love this, Nikki. I'm sure I mentioned this when you were working mm. with me. You know, that site where someone had been blogging for two years but they, uh, yeah. they check the checks box saying please don't index the site yeah. you know helping. devastating yeah. or sites that take 17 seconds to load that are yeah. beautiful yeah. and the person sits there thinking it's their own computer that's making it so slow and it's not and that site will never rank and mm-hmm. all that money you've put into it is just a complete way so it all starts with a solid website yeah, totally. Okay, so what are your favorite SEO tools you use on the rig? For WordPress sites specifically? Just in general. I know you have some good plugins up your sleeve, but yeah, WordPress, like Chrome plugins, WordPress plugins. Yeah, um, so yeah. My, my, my plugin list would be Yoast. And yes, I do prefer it to every other SEO plugin. The reason being that they actually work with Matt Mullenweg and Google and WooCommerce and some of the other major plugins <laughs> to ensure compatibility. So that's the biggest issue for me. That. Yeah, yeah, they have a Slack channel where they all talk to each other it's very entertaining yeah yeah so Yoast would be my number one and I don't have the paid version I just have the basic okay Uh, my next would be some kind of caching plugin at the moment I like WP cache or rocket cache yeah backup buddy of course you can use updraft Mm. instead and WordFence for security and I think it's worth paying for your backup and your security yeah Um, my image plugin would be WP smush social plugin probably something light like social pug I use WooCommerce for all my e-commerce entities, my memberships, my subscriptions. So yeah, those would be my main ones. Of course, there's lots of others, but again, every plugin just adds weight to the site. So I try not to have them. In terms of tools, my number one go-to SEO kind of master tool would be SEM Rush. I'm also investigating another tool called Supermetrics, which is one that I'm playing with at the moment. And then obviously the free tools are what I would use next, Google Analytics, Google Search Console. And then in terms of Chrome, There's lots of different ones. One easy one to use is SEO meta in one click, 
which just yep, helps you see one. yeah your mm. title and your meta and a few others but really if you get a comprehensive tool like SEM rush you don't need a lot of other random ones that does yep. it's an all-in-one tool it's expensive but again if you're offering any form of SEO to your clients I think you need to have some tool because yeah. how can you if you're building a site from scratch great do a course like how to build an SEO friendly site and do that but if you're auditing existing sites you need to know what's working what isn't working so you don't undo the good work like totally. a lot of WordPress developers rebuilding sites and just destroying all the SEO that was already done yeah. because even a bad site will have built up some authority so yeah. you have to you have to be able to audit a site before you start rebuilding it yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's how you mentioned about using a good tool to do the audits. That can also be a really great way to bring in clients as well. So yes. you can really easily see what hasn't been done and really highlight that to them and highlight why. Or if you're working with someone and trying to get them over the line, you can talk about what's missing on their site and how you would make it different. And I think as well, like I said before, I'm a big fan of paying for ongoing subscriptions so that developers can continue to improve the product but in terms of being a web dev like we don't have a lot of overheads like we don't have a brick and mortar store most of the time we work from home generally so software becomes the tools of our trade and I think I think I looked at SEM Rush recently and I remember thinking it's actually not that expensive I think when I started my career I thought it was quite expensive but as you go on and you get that recurring income from maintenance and things like that they just become a part of what you need to do your job so <laughs> it's it becomes a bit of a yeah just an investment to move your business forward yep exactly yeah okay so how would you recommend web devs get started learning the basics and beyond well I do my courses of yeah. course no there's so many free resources online you do have to pick a source of truth because you will get conflicting wp beginner has some great assets obviously i have a free course and a paid course for that but i think you as you said you shouldn't be learning on client sites unless you're not yep. charging them for it agree yeah. your own site is a fantastic petri dish to test out plugins and compatibility mm -hmm. and to really run through how you can optimize your site so it runs as speedily as possible for years i used my own website as a petri dish to experiment and see what worked and i think that's yeah. another great way of doing it at the end of the day you can try and find everything in free resources but sometimes the time you waste trying to do that it's better off just True. finding one source of truth so yeah and yeah. i have done your course and it is so thank you darling <laughs> <laughs> and i would highly recommend it and people say to me does your course go into seo and i'm like yeah, yeah. we have a master class with you and yeah I, I cover the little basics make sure you have an h1 on your every page and you're yeah. not going to all different title tags like all over the place like it has to be logical and, and yeah. use your meta descriptions and all of those things but yeah. I also think like a your big course is really good for web devs but I also think like your free course is really great for clients I've actually once I've handed over a site and people have asked me questions about SEO people who are doing their own content on an ongoing basis how can I just make sure I'm doing it a little bit better like I 100% always point them to your free courses just to get a bit of knowledge and a bit of confidence yeah and I I think you have a 10 day one that's just like a small cost as well don't yeah, you? Yeah I have a yeah. free one SEO nibbles and then a 10 day yeah. one that's low cost and then even the WordPress one is only like 500 bucks which isn't great mm. huge expensive in the great scheme of things but yeah I think and again, then it's just that transparency of what you do and don't know. You know? Yeah. So don't be kind of going out there promising great SEO results if you really don't know what you're doing. Because you will, the horrible thing is you will be found out. These days, yeah. more and more people are getting savvy and someone yeah. will come along and look at the site and go, actually, they didn't do this and then, mm. and then it's going to come back to you. So 
Yeah, don't overpromise. I know there's a big culture in entrepreneurialism of talking the talk before you can walk the walk, but I really mm. don't think that serves well. And I love anyway, that you've yeah. got that whole ethical approach as well. You could do a whole episode on ethical WordPressness. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a big thing mm. and yeah. how to use that as a point of difference with you, yeah, with your clients. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so let's just finish on. I have a few questions I ask everyone. So Ooh. I always like to dive into this a little bit. So how do you feel being a woman has influenced your business journey? Oh, it's such a good question. Obviously, <laughs> I'm in a very, I was in a very male dominated space when I started yeah. as an SEO consultant 12 years ago. Wow. Every room I entered, I was the only female. And yeah. when I say room, it could be a Google Plus room, a LinkedIn group. It was only me. And there's a real culture in SEO world of not asking questions because if you ask questions, you're showing that you don't know what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. I'm a curious creature and I want to learn. So I asked yeah. a lot of questions and that drew a lot of attention, a lot of negative attention. Anyway, so yes, I think it's had to really fight for my spot and fight to yeah. be taken seriously yeah. and by other SEOs. And I built all my own websites, all my WordPress websites. I built them myself. I've had help since. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody that likes to know how to do the do. Yeah. So I can still, I could still knock off a WordPress site if I wanted to and I think mm-hmm. that's good to keep your hands in but yeah I think it's, yeah, I think so it's been challenging and I, I think hopefully I don't want to sound like a wanker but I do think by being a pioneer and kind of coming into this space and showing that you don't have to be a bloke to do SEO that you don't mm-hmm. have to be a magician that I've helped other women come up and be confident I know for a fact that my big course has launched about 40 to 50 women into the SEO space that's just SEO consultants Let, don't even get yeah, me started on copywriting so I feel like it was really hard. It was really yeah. hard about eight years ago. And I would get, I'd feel quite bullied at times, but I'm mm. glad I stuck with it because now I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> now You've I grown just kind of go out there and do my thing. And if people don't like me, they can, yeah, yeah you, they can do what they want. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, I think, a hard place to get to. And I'm super impressed that you did go through that for so long and just keep your head down and keep going because I think a lot of people would probably not. Yeah. It is a hard thing. And even now, there's still like a lot of, it's probably very male dominated web it dev. It still is, um, isn't it? And, it's, and yeah. obviously, it's not about keeping your head down, it's about keeping your head up. I know that's yeah, just that's a term phrase. It's about, and this is it for all the females listening to the show, like you have just as much of a voice as the males. Women can be just as mm. technical as males. I think now there's so many great female orientated WordPress groups. There's a great podcast. Yeah, there are. There's a great yeah. Twitter community. It's now the norm. And I found that I work with both men and women, but I do find that women are often more comfortable working with me than they are with a male yeah. just because of the communication styles, whether that's yeah, right or wrong and judgmental that. and sweeping mm-hmm. generalization. But there is yeah. a definitely a place for us in this techie world and we should yeah. claim it totally <laughs> and I love 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 seeing women succeed so that's so cool when you said how many women you've launched into yeah, their so careers that, that gives such... me a fuzzy feeling I love that. yeah I love that too and yeah like I lost my job when I was pregnant and I had some like financial issues and stuff like that so I'm just like such a big fan of women like succeeding and making their own financial security and like forging their own path I just think it's so important so awesome. That leads us on to the next question. So what's one thing you've done to influence your money story and your money beliefs? I think just financial literacy, full stop. Yep. I don't have any money mindset blocks. I don't necessarily 
even subscribe to that. I'm yeah. al- I, I've always been fine about earning money, talking about money. But I guess to a degree, I didn't have the language, understanding, mm. you know, revenue versus profit. Really, because I incorporated about three years ago, which dramatically changed my business and everything. Yeah. And that was a big deal. But the biggest thing for me for money and financial literacy was definitely implementing profit first. If I know it's got oh, nothing to do with yeah. WordPress, but I could make anybody in this room do one thing in their business life. It would be implement profit first. It completely mm. changed not only my business life, but my personal life and has helped me so much. So yeah. yeah. When did you start doing that? About four years ago, but it took okay. me seriously a year to do it properly because it's all yeah. about divvying your money up into different pots so that you have money set aside for your tax, your GST, your salary, yeah. and that you are actually paying yourself a salary and super and putting money away in savings and you have a yeah. three-month buffer, all those grown-up yeah. things that sometimes we think... Like, Very grown-up. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm never going to get to that. I'm never going to be able to pay myself a salary, and but it's just been amazing for me. And I, would, I actually have financial freedom which is something I never thought I'd have and there is no better feeling that's so awesome yeah and it just gives you confidence knowing you have that behind you and I think when you have that confidence it also makes it easier to make money and Uh, manage money yeah it makes it easier to sell your products understand your value if you have money in the bank and you have a 5k wordpress package that includes seo Uh, and the client comes along and says you're too expensive i found someone in fiverr who'll do my site for 500 you can go okay jog on on. i'll see you in two months when your site falls over Um, exactly because you've got that money confidence to not fight over every job like a seagull fighting over that scarcity mindset yeah Yeah, exactly that you need it yeah and i think even for me that's something that has taken me time to learn even like last year I took on a project and I gave them a discount and it was a nightmare and it always is. it's taken me a few of those to realize oh, yeah you have to kiss a few frogs and I'm not it took yeah. me as I said three or four years ago is when I started to turn around I've given the discounts before they were even yeah. asked for I've spent twice totally. as long on a job as I should have done yeah. I've done eight weeks of amends when the job was supposed to be finished we've all done that yeah. and, but and you just each time you do it you just learn a little bit more totally uh, yeah Yeah. And I think that going a bit off topic now, but I think that comes back to onboarding and setting expectations from the start. And and also setting expectations with the client. But the thing that we need to do even more than that is set our boundaries with ourselves and make rules and then stick to Mm. them. Don't answer the phone at six o'clock. Don't Mm. do extra amends if they're not in scope. Just stand up for ourselves a bit more because as soon as you do, most people go, oh, okay, fair enough. Very few people go. And realize it's not doing a bad job or it's not letting the client down. And very few people are going to go, oh, I thought I could just have amends forever for free. Or, oh, I thought it was fine to call you at 8am on a Saturday. Who don't respect your boundaries are probably not your ideal client. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it's learning to identify those red flags. That's a big one. And finally, I think we've already covered this, but let's just see if you have another one. What would be your number one WordPress or website tip? My number one website tip? I think I'm going to say something quite geeky. I'm going to say wrap your head around the core web vitals and it's going to fundamentally change the way that we build sites, change the UX, the usability. It's really an important thing to try and understand. Where would you recommend people can go to find out more about that? (laughs) You could join my Digital MasterChef's membership (laughs) because we just did a big training on it. Um, Google Google has has some resources on it. I did a couple of podcasts about it as well. Um, And there are some great blogs out there. If you just just search in web vitals you'll find some content you'll probably have to read it three or four times it is a bit of a head mess but it will make sense to you after you get through it 
Yeah, cool. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go read up on that right away. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so thank you so much, Kate. It's been awesome chatting to you. I've Yeah, it's been a really great chat. So I really appreciate you coming on. And do you want to just give us a quick rundown of where people can find you and connect with you? I'm at Kate Toon pretty much everywhere. And my website is www.katetoon.com. That's the best place to find me. Okay, cool. Awesome. And you have a podcast and I follow you on Instagram as well. And you share some really great stuff on there too. So um, yeah, I'm sure most people will be following you already, but if they're not. Hurrah. All right. Thanks so much for having me. All right. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you love what I do here, you can connect with me on Instagram at Sailing Digital or at Women Wealth WordPress. I'm always up for a chat and I'm a complete open book. So feel free to email me with any questions or check out my website, womanwealthwordpress.com. Until next time, aim big. <laughs>